Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ich war seit Wochen auf diesen Tag und tanz vor Freude über den Asphalt. Als wär's ein Rhythmus, als gäb's ein Lied, das mich immer weiter durch die Straßen zieht. Komm dir entgegen. Hallo und welcome to Gegenpressing, the Bundesliga Podcast. This is the preview show brought to you in association with Get German Football News. I'm your host, Manuel Feit. He is Stefan Bienkowski. Stefan, how's it going? Yeah, not bad at all. I feel like I now live just one podcast to the next. Like, our poor subscribers must basically listen to my dulcet tones every single day of the week. <laughs> and then they get like a weekend break and then I'm right back at it. Uh, but no, it's been a very, very busy Bundesliga schedule this week. Um, it feels almost crazy that we're trying to predict these games coming up like what a day after uh, you know the last games of course we're recording this on Thursday evening um, but no I'm doing very very well how are you? Yeah I'm good um, very good very busy I mean this is the last week of the transfer window plus the Bundesliga is thrown as a real curveball with a very tight uh, very tight schedule and um so yeah, it's been insanely busy. Um, I just feel like we're not getting much of a break uh, these days. But here we are, um, Bundesliga show, the Bundesliga match day eighteen. This is the start of the Rückrunde, Stefan, officially. Mm. Finally, so, finally, yes. Um, and <laughs> we have lots to chat about, so we should probably get into it um, after this break. This episode of the Gig Pressing Podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and much more. You always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. BetOnline is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that is BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE, to receive your fir first reward. BetOnline AG, where the game starts. So yeah, uh, match day 18 kicks off on Friday with title challenger RB Leipzig against Stuttgart. Um, I think it's safe to say that they are a title challenger now, the way they have stormed up the table um, and closing in on Bayern Munich. And Stefan, I personally think 
A, this is a really good start to start the next this next match day. But also, I think that Leipzig are going to do what they have done um, since the World Cup break, and they're going to win this game. And I think they're going to win it easily 3-0. What's your thought here? Sorry, excuse me. I just knocked my microphone over. Um, I'm, I'm just that excited. Um, I I can agree with you, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, I've kind of gone for something very similar. I've gone for 3-1 win for Leipzig, and... Yeah, I, I just don't really foresee any issues. If they were going to stumble without Nkunku, then I think they, we would have saw that midweek. Of course, they kind of struggled to break Bayern down, but aside from that, you know, they were per- I mean, they were pretty fantastic and a very poor Schalke side. And I mean, I do kind of, I've, I've given Stuttgart a goal in this game just because they did show quite a lot of um, a good response in midweek against Hoffenheim. Um, mm. You know, they went a goal down and they were actually very, very close to winning that game. So, you know, there might be some fight left in that team just yet. Um, Bruno Labbadia might actually be doing something there. But, yeah, I just can't see them really knocking Leipzig over at this point, knocking them off the peg, whatever you want to say. Um, and then despite the fact that Campbell, uh, Campbell's missing and Nkuku are missing, and Simican, who's actually been quite a big player for Leipzig this season, um, yeah. I just think they've got too much firepower. So I'm going for a 3-1 win for Leipzig. Mm, yeah, so the the run towards the top of the table continues. Um, and of course, Leipzig, and that that's this will put a lot of pressure on Bayern Munich, Stefan, um, to start the, the match day. If Leipzig win this game, they will be within one point of Bayern Munich ahead of Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, and I suspect it might not be the only team <laughs> uh, if my if my predictions are anything to go by. But yeah, I think definitely feel like the informed team at the moment alongside maybe Wolfsburg. Uh, and I'd be very mm. surprised if Stuttgart are the team to um, upend that. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, up next, and this is the first Saturday fixture, is uh, Freiburg against Augsburg. Uh, um, I actually was impressed by the way Freiburg played against um, Frankfurt on the weekend and um, they definitely shrugged off um, the beating that they got coming straight out of the World Cup break and I actually think that they're going to win this game as well Stefan I went for a 2-1 win here Mm, interesting so I've actually gone for a 1-1 draw in this match Um, I think Augsburg have started the new year really well uh, I think they were very unlucky not to get at least a point against Dortmund. Uh, they then obviously took on Gladbach and won that game 1-0. And I just think there's a kind of grit and determination to this Augsburg side. Um, they they know how to kind of pick up important points. Um, and I don't know, I, 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 part of me just still kind of feels like Freiburg aren't quite there yet. I mean, this is, this is probably the perfect game for them to kind of pick up three points and crack on because they're very good, I guess, at... Mm beating the teams are supposed to beat but I don't know I just feel like I can't really discount Augsburg at the minute they seem to be just quite enjoying these games against these big teams um, and I guess Freiburg are a big, a big team these days um, so yeah I've gone for a 1-1 draw in this match because I think uh, I don't know I just don't really think Freiburg will have enough to blow them away but I guess we're just going to have to wait and see whether I'm right or wrong Mm, no, this is, this is a match that has like 1-1, 2-1 or something like that written all over it, which is probably why it's going to end like 4-4. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, the next match, and this is my opinion, just like the same kind of category, is Mainz against Bochum. And I went for a 1-1 draw here. 
how about you? I've gone for a win for Mainz, actually, to be honest with you, because I was actually really impressed with how they played against Dortmund. Uh, they they were very good defensively. Uh, they counterattacked quite well. Um, although I'm, I honestly couldn't tell you what their XG was for the match. I haven't checked. But they got into chances. They got into spaces. Um, and they had some decent attacking players. And they just kind of looked like a really well-drilled team to me. Um, and it took kind of it took some magic once again from Gio Reyna to kind of unlock that team. But for large chunks of the game, they kept Dortmund comfortably, not pinned back, but they were never really put under pressure by Dortmund. So up against a Bochum side who haven't really started the season incredibly well. Uh, you know, obviously they beat Hertha Berlin, but then they got beat by Bayer Leverkusen in the midweek. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it's a game that Mainz will go into thinking this is the kind of game they probably should be picking up all three points in because they really want to put some distance between themselves and the likes of Bochum and Hertha and Stuttgart. Uh, and I suspect that they probably will, to be honest with you, uh, even though their home form mm-hmm. continues to kind of elude me. Uh, and, you know, in typical Mainz fashion, they seem to be better on the road. But I don't know. I, I, I still think for some reason it's going to be a very, very narrow game or tight game rather, but I think they'll win 1-0. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, curious about this one. I'm also curious about this next one. Stefan, this is Hoffenheim against Gladbach. Um, two teams that have struggled a little bit coming off the gate and Hoffenheim doing some odd stuff on the market. Um, bringing back John Anthony Brooks from Benfica. Um, Thomas Delaney coming back um, hmm. to the Bundesliga as well. Um, so that's two transfers. And I think that shows you a little bit that Hoffenheim have some issues going on here um, and Gladbach too. But yet for some odd reason, I still think that actually Gladbach, this is going to be the one where they, they, they shake off and they, they get a win. I went for a 2-0 Gladbach win here um, simply because I think there's some there's something at odds at Hoffenheim at the moment. Yeah, I must agree I'm with you, to be honest with you. These deals kind of went through just after we'd finished recording the transfer podcast. And I think I said to you in text message that just entirely uninspiring signings to be honest with you i'm not i don't really rate thomas delaney at this age um and yeah john anthony brooks had his issues obviously in the the Bundesliga before he left i'm not entirely sure what he's what they're expecting him to offer that they don't already have and yeah things just are not clicking for hoffenheim at all right now as i kind of mentioned a couple of minutes ago that you know they obviously kind of let a one goal lead go uh, in midweek, and what I think it was a Kramerich last-minute goal that kind of saved them a point in the end. Um, mm. But I don't know. It's it's just I'm 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 just not entirely convinced by him to be perfectly honest with you. Um, and I completely agree with you. I I wouldn't be surprised if Gladbach did kind of get things back on top. I've only gone for a one-nil win for this one to be honest with you because I'm still not entirely sure Gladbach are quite one hundred percent either. But you just kind of look yeah. at those lineups and you think someone like Turam has to kind of get going eventually. Um, and they just should have too much power. I think they should have too much quality across the pitch to win that game. Again, very narrow game. Uh, I've, I've got most of the games this weekend, I actually found it very hard to pull the teams apart. It's just yeah. great, great fixtures up and down the, the list. But in terms of this one, I've gone for a low scoring 1 0 win for Gladbach. Hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so this next one is actually my match of the week. That's the Berlin derby um, that is becoming quickly a main fixture um, on, on the match day schedule, right? And um, Hertha and Union. Union, 
kind of caught themselves a little bit now, right? Um, they're back up at the top of the table. They are the team chasing Bayern. Um, and they're playing ahead of Bayern Munich. So with a win here, and this is what I'm predicting, I actually do think that they're going to win this game, Stefan. I think they're actually going to win it comfortably. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on at Hertha at the moment that's not looking good. And I think that Union are going to win this 3-0, which ahead of the top spiel would put them even on points with Bayern Munich. Um, mm. And I think that, I, I mean, on, on top of this being a Berlin derby, which Union seems to have a pretty good track record in. Um, they also can close the gap once again to Bayern Munich. Um, what was the support regression through the means? Did I hear anything yeah. about that? What, ha- <laughs> what happened to that? <laughs> yeah, their, their XG continues to compound, uh, confound critics and uh, fans alike. But no, I, I, I kind of... It's funny you should say, you know, that kind of fixture is becoming kind of a staple of the Bundesliga. I'm not entirely sure it will for much longer if Hertha Berlin don't do something quickly. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, we kind of had some hope that they'd maybe fix things just for the international break. And it seems as though they're back to square one with the performances we've seen so far. Um, I watched the Union against Werder Bremen in midweek and I must admit I was really impressed with them. Uh, they got a little fortunate because the... Bremen goalkeeper was determined to throw the ball in the back of his own net whenever he had the ample opportunity to do so. But, um, you know, Becker looked sharp. I thought the team looked very impressive. Juranovic looked like a great sign at right back. Uh, set up one of the goals from the corner. And they looked like the old Union Berlin, to be honest with you. And they kind of went toe-to-toe with a Bremen side who, on paper, you know, they lost the last four games. They got absolutely spanked in the first game of the year uh, off Cologne. You would think, all oh, right, well, they're just cannon fodder and Union Berlin picked up a narrow 2-1 win. But in fact, I thought the game was actually a really well-balanced match between two mm. good teams. And I think Bremen are probably much better than the recent results suggest. So it would say to me that, you know, this derby is a clash between a relegation battler who are very low on their confidence and a team that, as you said, uh, could go joint top of the table uh, yeah. with a spirited performance and that's kind of exactly what I expect from them so I've gone for a 2-0 win for Union Berlin nothing crazy but you know you're kind of bog standard comfortable win uh, and I think that's how it's going to go a win is a win um, and that will make things really interesting indeed but before we get to Bayern against Frankfurt we have to discuss Werder against Wolfsburg um, poor Werder <laughs> <laughs> I feel really, I feel, I feel bad for them because, like, I actually think that this is a good side, but they are going to face an absolute steamroller. Um, the Autostadtler have reinvented the wheel, and we, <laughs> you know, it made it made an absolute steamroller out of a Volkswagen Beetle um, in recent weeks, and I, I, I can't see it stop here. I think that Werder Bremen, you know, this is the kind of, as I rate Werder a lot because they have this ability to play attacking football and they stick to it no matter what. But Wolfsburg will just look at this and say, oh yeah, that's great. We're going to just capitalize from this. And I think that Wolfsburg are going to win this game. Like I put it down as 4-0, but you know, you get the idea. It will be a big win once again. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think this is going to be a really entertaining match, to be honest with you. Um, like I said, I think Bremen are better than the results show. Um, mm. I think you know we have seen them kind of start to tumble down the league table, and I'm not entirely sure it's going to continue for much longer. Having said that, I really don't see Wolfsburg offering up three points or even a single point in this game. 
and I've gone for a 4-2 win for Wolfsburg because I think both teams will score goals. Uh, but yeah, as you said, you know, Wolfsburg are just one of the in- informed teams um, in-, in the Bundesliga right now. You know, if you actually look across the last 10 match days, uh, they're actually level on points with Leipzig and Bayern Munich at the top of the table, which just goes to show just how incredible they've been. Um, and they've obviously been working very hard in, in, in the mid-season break to to continue getting better. So, yeah, I don't I don't really see Werder Bremen kind of turning that around, but I can see them scoring a couple of goals. But this one seems like a kind of comfortable win for Wolfsburg, and I think they're going to continue kind of ripping up the Bundesliga table with this with uh, another three points, mm. which should and could potentially see them move into the top four uh, if results go their way, which really would be quite something. Yeah, and, and I mean, like one of those results um, is potentially a game that is labeled the the top spiel, and it really is. Um, if you go by the table, this is first against fourth, and there's just five points between those two teams. This is your match of the week, Stefan um, Bayern against Frankfurt. So I let you take uh, take it from here. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I think I've picked the obvious one in this one, haven't I? <laughs> I think if, not everyone, I guess, but most people will be looking at this match thinking, "Oh, well, that's a tasty fixture," uh, and it is because, on the one hand, you have a Bayern Munich side who, you know, have stumbled in the first two games of the season. Um, they've dropped four points already this season with uh, a one-one draw with Leipzig, which. I thought perhaps they were quite lucky to get away with a point, to be honest with you. They weren't entirely uncomfortable, but they were very, very poor on attack. Uh, and I think that was kind of confirmed midweek when they came up against an impressive clone side who very nearly took all three points in Munich, which is quite something uh, if it wasn't for a Joshua Kimmich kind of wonder goal. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I just feel like there's, there's, I think this Bayern team are kind of there for the taking right now. Uh, and I think they're probably coming up against the worst possible opponent in Eintracht Frankfurt because Frankfurt are a very clever side. Uh, Oliver Glass is a very clever coach. They're not really a team that kind of just kind of function on vibes and good players and, you know, um, just kind of let the players go go in into these games and just kind of let them do it because you could quite easily foresee a team maybe like a Dortmund, for example, or a Wolfsburg going into, or even a Leverkusen maybe going into this game and showing a large degree of complacency. Um, I don't know if that's really possible against Bayern de Bundesliga, to be honest with you, but the point I'm making is that despite the fact that Bayern are quite wounded at the minute, I don't think Frankfurt will take anything for granted, which in turn will make things even harder for Bayern. Um, they're obviously coming up against a Frankfurt side who are very impressive in their own right. Uh, I know they obviously mm-hmm. draw points to Freiburg in midweek, but they do currently have the second best away form in the division this year. Only Bayern actually have picked up more points and it's only three more points than them um, and as we've kind of seen over the last 12 months or so um, as we've seen in Europa League as we've seen in the Champions League as we've seen in notable games in the Bundesliga itself uh, Glasner just seems to absolutely thrive when it comes to these games against big teams um, and allowing his team to set up defensively counter-attacking and that is why I have gone for a 2-1 win for Frankfurt in this game 2-1 win for Frankfurt. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've gone for something similar. I've not gone for a Frankfurt win, though. I went for a 1-1 draw. Um, I mean, I echo a lot of the things that you say. I think 
what what's been really standing out for me at the moment is Bayern's inability to score goals. Um, I mean, yes, they did get one against uh, Leipzig and they did get one against Köln, but um, that Köln goal in particular was a moment of how do you even describe it? Like a moment of absolute brilliance and desperate and desperation by Joshua Kimmich to shoot from there and to um to, to find that you know that positioning and to actually be able to, to pull off a goal um and that actually kind of highlighted to me and I kind of mentioned that a little bit in my newsletter this week right that that Bayern right now seem to have trouble finding finding goal scoring opportunities and um you know two one is is a good guess because you you would think that Frankfurt would score more than one but um yeah I stick with a one one which I mean again too would keep the league wide open as well um I think either way the rest of the league will look at this fixture and say this is this is this is an opportunity here for all of us to close the gap and when this match day ends Stefan the the, the table will look really tight mm. yeah the only thing I'd really add to this is that I did kind of talk about this on Twitter midweek and the interesting thing about Bayern right now is that in the four games I think in the league so far that they've gone behind, they've failed to go on and turn those results around each time. I think they've got three draws and a, and a defeat from them. Now, there's nothing I get, there's nothing inherently wrong with you know managing to claw back a point after going to go down, but I think it does kind of show a degree of um, vulnerability to this Bayern side, and I think Julian Nagelsmann's actually talked about this. At the start of the season, he's basically said that unless Bayern can like really blitz teams in the first fifteen twenty minutes, then they can they can these teams can settle in and it becomes quite hard for Bayern. And I just think it'd be really interesting if Frankfurt can play defensively, counter attacking, and then someone like Kulomani, um, you know, picks off an early goal, and then we'll just kind of see what happens from there mm. because that'll be kind of worst case scenario for Bayern, I think, and. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It's getting it's getting trickier and trickier for them against these teams, but that's why we love the Bundesliga. That's why you know it's a great league. It's got some really good teams in it, um, and I just don't think any team in Europe right now would really fancy coming up against this Frankfurt side. So it'd be really really good test for Bayern uh, to see how they do. Yeah. And good test for Frankfurt um, for the Napoli fixture, which should be uh, really interesting later in February as well, right? Mm. Um, kind of will give them some good ideas of where they at. Um, I mean, if Frankfurt win this game, um, then all hell will break loose at the Sebener Straße. I can tell you this much. Um, <laughs> that is the one certainty. I think a draw even would be bad. But if Frankfurt win this game, um, we can fill our columns with lots of stuff, Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> Here's something that has just popped into my head. If Frankfurt win this game... And then Wolfsburg win to move into the top four. How long before uh, Nico Kovac starts getting linked with a return to Bayern Munich? <laughs> well, that depends. Well, no, I mean, as I said in my newsletter, Thomas Müller decides who the head coach is at Bayern Munich. So I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, but there's, there's, a, might there's, be... a redemp- there's a redemption arch there, right? For Nico yeah. Kovac. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. I don't know. He might be unlucky. By the time uh, Bayern are looking for a new head coach, Thomas Muller might be in the boardroom if things continue to go the way they're going. Uh, but yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. He, he's running the club anyway, so you might as well just give it to him. That's what you're saying, right? 
Um, but the, the, the Kovac story is, of course, interesting um, and something worth pointing out that um, a certain other Wolfsburg head coach once won the league after being fired by Bayern Munich. Um, so, and the situation that that club was in was very similar to where Wolfsburg is in right now. Um, mm. So I wouldn't put it beyond them. It wouldn't put it beyond them. Anyways, um, I digress, and this is something for more for the main podcast, so we should focus on the, the two games that we still have left. And uh, the next one on the list is Schalke against Köln. This is the first Sunday fixture, and um, I just can't see anything going much better for Schalke these days, Stefan. So I went for an easy 2-0 win for Köln. Yeah, this felt like one of the easiest fixtures to predict predict this weekend. Um, mm. I've gone for 2-0 win for Cologne. Uh Schalke are just really struggling right now. The only kind of benefit they've ha- they seem to have right now um, is that they obviously have a very impressive kind of new signing. Who's actually, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I scored two goals. Uh, Kazuki, that is, um, mm-hmm. and no, I actually scored one goal, um, and I think he scored in preseason as well. But he's he's, he's doing okay there. Uh, it's the only kind of bright spark. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Things at Schalke are very grim at the moment. And I, and as I kind of talked about on the previous preview show, actually, Cologne obviously have this very good tendency to pick up points where they're supposed to win. And this is a, this is an open and shut game for them, I think. Um, open and shut case for them, rather. Uh, so yeah, mm-hmm. three points for them, two goals. Uh, and unfortunately, Schalke's Royal Blues uh, continue. The only caveat I might add is that Teams usually seem to drop off for some odd reason after they played well against Bayern. Mm. So if you want to put a cheeky bet on that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, just saying, um, I don't believe it. I think that Köln, I'm I'm with you. I predicted a 2-0 as well, right? So um, I'm with you. I think Köln are going to win this game. This next one, though, and this is easily another match of the week. So we should talk about it a little bit more. But um, Leverkusen against Dortmund. And I don't know how you feel about this one, Stefan, but I think that Leverkusen are going to win this game 3-2. Simply mm. backed on, like, they, how many more times will Tezic just rely on his stars to kind of rescue him? And yes, they, they they were fine against Augsburg in the end, and they were fine against Mainz, um, thanks to last-minute winners and heroics to Gio Reyna. Um mm. But this Leverkusen side is good. And I don't yeah, think they, they're going to fall in that trap. No, I don't think they will either. Um, yeah, I've been really obviously impressed with Leverkusen recently. Um, Florian Wirtz managed to kind of get on, not on the scoreboard per se, but he picked up his first assist of the year. Didn't take long. As I think uh, obviously the game midweek against Bochum was his first start since returning from injury. First start in competitive game, that is. Uh, and it was a nice kind of... Um, I think it's a it was a goal that I think probably would have had Javi Alonso grinning from ear to ear because it was it was Florian Verts swinging the ball into the firing the ball into the box rather uh, and closing mm-hmm. kind of there at the front post to knock it in uh, and those are two young very talented players who I think Javi Alonso will be really relying on to kind of make up for the fact that Patrick Schick is still out uh, he's kind of playing these kind of like uh, at the moment he's kind of going for this kind of um, almost like a 3-4-3 formation with a strikeless player. Mm. I guess Hlozek's maybe the furthest forward, but I saw in that game, Moussa Diaby looked very direct, very dangerous. He kind of drew the foul for the penalty. 
um, which was the first goal. And yeah, I just kind of feel like things are kind of ticking quite well for um, Leverkusen. Um, you know, you can even look at guys like Amiri, who's doing very well as well um, in the centre of the pitch. And no, I think, yeah, it definitely, I think we, we talked about this in, the, in our, um, pre, our mid-season preview, if, if that makes any sense. Um, yeah. I think we both predicted that Xabi Alonso probably would have put a lot of work in mid-season. The team's a lot of good vibes about the team right now. Um, tactically, they seem quite astute as well. Now, this fixture tends to throw up just absolute mayhem more often than not. Like, I don't want to use the old cliche about derbies and say form goes out the window, but it is kind of the case with this match. So you never really know what's going to happen. But um, yeah, I think there's something about this Leverkusen team that has a lot of great, a lot of determination. And unless Dortmund change things very dramatically and start playing like Gio Reyna... Um, you know, giving these guys some game time or maybe Sebastian Haller gets to start, then I can't really see beyond Leverkusen picking up all three points. And I think it's going to be quite yeah. tight, but I've gone for a 2-1 win for Leverkusen. 2-1. So, yeah, similar to me then. 3-2, 2-1. Either way, Leverkusen are going to win this game. Um, can't rely on your best players rescuing you every time, Eden. Uh, that's not how this works. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But it is, it, I mean, it is... A really wonderful match um, to cap off a really fascinating match day 18. Um, you know, we have really three or four really good, good games um, this match day. And I think it's really going to be fascinating. But yeah, that is, that's it from us this week. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. In association with Get German Football News, we're always very kind to... Um, drop the points and um have us ranked against each other i don't know where the ranking is after this match day i haven't checked yet <laughs> been too too quick too many games and successions um but yeah thanks again for them to always share this podcast and uh, spread this podcast and anyone who, who has subscribed to the shows um as well and reads our newsletter thank you very much um we had we have two podcasts now behind the paywall right stefan and mm. um including the main show and the a transfer roundup, which I think this week was actually really fascinating with lots of interesting topics, including the future of Marco Reus um, and much more. Uh, so if you want to listen to that, subscribe now um, on our Substack. And anything else you want to add before we wrap this up? No, I think you just about covered everything on the bulletin. Uh, but just, I think I said this in the, the last show, but just obviously anyone who does subscribe to the show, Always appreciate the comments and likes and things on the post. There's some really good kind of conversations happening underneath the, the articles, people chatting away to each other, yeah. uh, which is always great. It's just nice to see a kind of community of Bundesliga fans kind of growing there. Um, not even talking to Manu and I, just talking to each other and having a chat about the Bundesliga. So that's great to see. Uh, and yeah, if you want to be a part of that, then head over to our Substack and see uh, if you'd like to take out a subscription. Yeah, exactly. Anyways... Uh, that's it for us this week. Until next week, enjoy the match day, first of all, but until next week, auf Wiedersehen.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.